shall return to the scriptures, turning to the gospel according to St. John, chapter 21, verses 1 to 14. John, chapter 21, verses 1 to 14. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're going to pray. Thank you, Father. Lord, we give you glory and honor. We thank you for your word. We pray that you will speak into our lives. Release grace and anointing in this place that will make the proclamation of your word effective. Every resistance to the preaching of God's word, every critical spirit be stilled. Christ be glorified in the house. We give you glory and honor. We take victory in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Thank you, Jesus. Today's message is titled, Showing Up Again. Showing Up Again. Praise the Lord. Showing Up Again. John starts this part here by saying, What prompted Jesus to show himself up again? When we read the portion, we see that the disciples, seven of them here, had decided to go back. 
going back to their old profession, going back to their old lifestyle, to their old vocation. Scripture, as we read from the beginning to the end, we see many a people, they wanted to go backwards. Whether it's the children of Israel who wanted to go back after being freed from slavery and God doing mighty miracles for them in the wilderness, they had this desire to go back. In fact, they even started a revolt and a rebellion because they wanted to go back to Egypt, back to their slavery. Praise the Lord. We see Lot's wife, she had a pull to go back, but she could not go back. She looked back and she became a pillar there. Here we see in the New Testament, Peter and the six of the disciples with him, they had a desire to go back and they actually did go back to their old lifestyle. Why is it that people want to go back? Have you ever pondered about it? Have you ever decided to go back? Have you ever withdrawn your step away from the destiny that God has marked out for you and started the journey backwards? Have you ever gone that road before? What is it that prompts people to go backwards? Praise the Lord. Nothing paralyzes us or neutralizes our momentum in life, our progress in life, like going backwards or thinking that we are missing out on life. When people have that feeling they are missing out on life, they wanted to go backwards. They want to go backwards because they miss the old ways, the old friends, the old habits, the old aspirations, the old associates. When we miss this and we have that feeling that we are missing on something, we want to go back in the old way, going back to the old pleasures of life. Praise the Lord. And at times, the enemy will, enemy will prompt in our ears, you don't have to go all the way back, but start the way backwards, and you can still enjoy some of the good old things that you have left behind. Praise the Lord. At times, the enemy will whisper in our ears, this new standards, this new priorities, this new lifestyle, this new life that Christ has promised, isn't that too much? Isn't that robbing that, that pleasure that you used to have in the past? Praise the Lord. The enemy will try to amplify the pleasures of the past and will try to erase the pain that we have experienced in the past. Praise the Lord. Listen, isn't that what happened to the Israelites as they revolted to go backwards? They were forgetting the pain, the bondage, 
the slavery that they were in, and they were thinking about trivial things that gave them pleasures in life. Praise the Lord. The Bible, as the writer of Hebrews says, the pleasures of sin are momentary in nature. Praise the Lord. I would like to put it like this. They are like the bubbles on the water. Have you seen the bubbles on the water? When the light sheds on it, you look at the bubble and you will see the rainbow color on the bubble. But right when you're looking at it, the bubble will spit right there. It will just burst in your presence. Likewise, the pleasures that the world has to offer is momentary in nature. It's full of pain. It's just a matter of time till we, when we experience the sting that comes with the pain. Praise the Lord. The enemy will remind, like the Israelites, the enemy reminded them about the melons, but he made them forget about the misery that they had experienced in their life. Peter, we see, he went back. Praise the Lord. He went back fishing, not because he was missing out, but because he felt he had messed up. Listen, everyone has a unique reasons for going back. Your reason might not be my reason, my reason might not be someone else's reason. As soon as Peter was concerned, his reason for going back was deep down in his heart, he had that gnawing feeling that he had messed up on his call. Yes, he did. Praise the Lord. But when Peter decided that he was going to go backwards, praise God. He had such an influence on the other disciples that six of them jumped on the bandwagon and decided that they are going to follow with him. Praise the Lord. You know, there's nothing wrong in going to fish. Praise God. But Peter and, his, and the disciples had given up because Jesus had called them out from being fishermen to be fishers of men. And going from being fishers of men to be fishermen were going backwards on their call. It was to miss the high call that God had placed on them. It was to forget what God had intended to do. It was to forget that for the last three and a half years, they were mentored and groomed and prepared for the great day that was coming. But here... Peter and the group had forgotten, and they decided that they were going to go backwards. Praise the Lord. The, go, the going backwards is just not simply affecting him, but it affected those that were with him. And when we go decide to go backwards, it does something else. The detours that come going backwards will throw you off away completely from the destiny that God has marked out for us. No wonder Jesus warned us about setting our hands to the plow and looking backwards, as is recorded in Luke chapter 9. Paul, writing to the Philippians, says, Forgetting that, that which lies behind, I press on. Praise the Lord. 
But we see here Peter and the disciples were looking back. And looking back will always paralyze us, arrest our momentum in life, leaving us hanging high and dry. Praise the Lord. Quite often, it might not be our own personal decision, but those who influence us. Praise the Lord. We have to look carefully who are the personalities who influence our thinking, our decision-making process, our outlooks in life. We have to be careful who surrounds us and who has our ears. Praise the Lord. Jesus said, he who has the hear, let him hear. Who says? What the Spirit has to say. Our ears have to be fine-tuned to the Holy Spirit. It has to be fine-tuned to the Scriptures. And it is good and healthy for us to once in a while to take an inventory of those people who have our ears. The wrong people have our ears. They can misdirect you and take you away from what God wants to do in your life. Praise the Lord. See, there is always an impact of going backwards. And there is an effect to going backwards. You know, as far as these guys were concerned, they went out into the sea and they fished. They, they, they worked all night and the Bible said that they came out empty. All night they worked, but in the end it was empty. It's always like that. Going back, you draw nothing. And if you do draw anything, it is always painful. Praise the Lord. So here we see Jesus intentionally shows up. Praise the Lord. So because he realized the disciples had a sagging spirit. Praise the Lord. And was truly, they were going to trade their heavenly call for an earthly vocation. Praise the Lord. So every encounter with Jesus is a life learning lesson and a transforming time event in our lives. Praise the Lord. Listen, here the Bible says Jesus showed himself up for them. Praise God. You know, Jesus has a very unique way of showing himself up. And we see throughout the scripture that God showed himself up for his people at very unique moments, at pivotal times in their lives. Whether it was God showing up for Abraham at Mount Moriah by calling out his name. Praise God. Hallelujah. Whether it's God showing up for Moses in the wilderness in a burning bush. Praise the Lord. Or God showing up for Gideon. Or God showing up for Ezekiel by the river Kebar. Praise the Lord. Or God showing up for, for Zechariah right inside the temple. Praise the Lord. God has unique ways of showing himself up. Praise the Lord. He can send one of his angels to show, show up. Or he himself can show up. Praise the Lord. And when God shows up for us, 
It's a life transforming moment. Praise the Lord. It's a life transforming, changing moment which will rewrite our life history. Praise the Lord. Jesus showed up for the disciples one night walking on the water. Praise the Lord. Jesus, here we see, he shows up for his disciples on the beach. Praise the Lord. John the Revelator writes down how Jesus showed up for him in the Isle of Patmos. You study each time God shows up. Or in the New Testament, Jesus shows up. It is so unique. Praise the Lord. It is unique in its ways. It is unique in its methods. It is unique reasons. Praise the Lord. Likewise, God can show up for you and for me at pivotal moments of our lives. Praise the Lord. And the divine intervention, encounters that take place in our life, will rewrite our stories, will rewrite our history, will give us a fresh beginning, will give us a new outlook in life, a new perspective in life, a new vision for our life. Praise the Lord. So here, Peter decided to go back because his vision was clouded. Deep down, he had a doubt about the mess that he had created. Likewise, in our lives, when our visions are clouded, praise the Lord, when we are sagging in our spirits, when our faith is not strong, when we take our eyes off Jesus, we can tend to go backwards, praise the Lord. But it is at those moments when God doesn't forsake us, he doesn't let us down, but comes to our aid to redirect our lives. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The methods that God uses are so unique. Praise God. Every one of us yesterday, today, or sometime in the past, we had an experience with the Lord. Can you recollect some of those experiences? How Jesus showed up for, yours, for you. Praise the Lord. Maybe it was in your prayer room. Maybe it was in your prayer closet. Maybe it was in the house of God. Maybe when you were feeling lonely. Maybe when you were desperate. Maybe when you were sinking. Praise the Lord. In your life. But Jesus came through for you and yanked you out of your situation. And those memories, praise the Lord, should impart strength in us. And which should give us hope to press on with our life. Praise the Lord. Look at the surprise element. Each time God shows up, each time Jesus shows up, there is a surprise element to it. Praise the Lord. See, we always have this thing in our mind that God's ways has to repeat. He does not have to repeat his ways. He does not have to repeat his encounters. He does not have to repeat the interventions in the same way as in the past. God has unique ways, unique methods, new and fresh ways. He does not run out of ideas. We run out of ideas, but he does not. 
each one, knowing where we are, Jesus can meet us at the point of our need in a way that can baffle us, in a way that can surprise us. Praise the Lord. So Jesus comes on the shore, shows himself up again. It's interesting that John writes it that he showed himself up again. Praise the Lord. Of course, it is talking about what's re recorded in John chapter 20, verse 19 and 24. Two times before, the resurrected Jesus had showed himself up for the disciples to encourage them, to strengthen their faith, to dispel the fear and doubt that was creeping into their lives. But that did not stop these disciples from backwards. And here we see Jesus shows himself up again. Praise the Lord. Listen, the Lord cares for us so much that he is able and is willing to come back to our aid even though he has made visitations in our life. And Christ comes on the shore, and the Bible says the disciples did recognize him. Praise the Lord. They did not recognize him. Maybe it's the fog in the morning, or it is the least expected visit. Let me tell you, praise the Lord. Don't miss on his visit. Praise the Lord. Sometimes in our study, he can visit us. He can speak to us through the scriptures. Praise the Lord. He can speak to you as you're listening to worship songs. Praise the Lord. Don't miss out on that visit. It's the presence of God. Praise the Lord. In your study, in your prayer room. Do not allow the SMS and the WhatsApp message the phone. Distract you away from that moment, the glorious moment with the Lord Jesus Christ. How often we grab and reach out for our phones when God wants to deal with us, when God wants to speak with us, when God is making a visitation in our life. These guys, they did not recognize him. Jesus called out to them, and Jesus is saying, children, do you have any food? Praise the Lord. Listen. If you and I were in Jesus' place, how would you address these disciples? Praise the Lord. How would we address the disciples? We can, we can probably call out names. We can call out, hey, backsliders. No, that's not what Jesus called them. Rebels, that's not what Jesus called them. Ex-disciples, no, that's not what Jesus called them. Disobedient ones. That's not what Jesus calls them. Jesus calls them what? Children. Praise God. Children. Lovingly, he calls them children. I also think it's also because they were childish in their faith. They were childish in their commitment. They were childish in their devotion. They were childish in the dedication. They were childish concerning the great call that Jesus had on them because they stepped downwards, praise the Lord, from being fishers of men to being fishermen. We need to take a look into our lives and ask ourselves, are we going upwards 
or we are going downwards. Praise the Lord. Are we going spiral downwards? Climbing high. Praise the Lord. Rising high into the realms that God has prepared for us. Praise the Lord. And mind you, Jesus calls them children. Praise God. Children. In the realms of our commitment to the Lordship of Jesus, in the realms of our commitment to the calling that God has placed upon our lives, the Bible says God has called us with a holy calling, with a high calling, with a heavenly calling. Taking into consideration the calling, how great of a calling that God has placed upon our lives, how do we respond to that calling? Praise the Lord. How do our actions show what we think about the calling that God has placed upon our lives? Are we becoming childish in the callings, in the commitments that we have made? Praise the Lord. And the question Jesus is asking is, do you have anything to eat? Praise the Lord. Drawing their attention to their futile attempts to go out and gain something without Jesus. Jesus, in their teenage teaching, talked to them, without me, you cannot do anything. And the Bible says, all night they worked and they caught nothing. Praise the Lord. As children of God, we need to come to grips. Praise the Lord. If we amount to anything in life, if we are successful in life, if we are able to make a difference, if we are able to impact lives, if we are able to make a dent in the kingdom of darkness, it's only because the presence of Jesus is with us. And without him, we cannot do anything. Praise the Lord. This was one more lesson to them that night, that without Jesus, a project without Jesus, an endeavor without Jesus, a mission without Jesus, praise God, ends up with nothing. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes. We might think that Jesus was trying to rub it in. Hey, guys, you got, you, did you catch anything? What do you have to eat? No. Jesus was not trying to rub it in, but was trying to awake their conscience into realizing that without his presence, they could not do anything. Still then, praise the Lord, the Bible says they did not recognize him. Three and a half years with Jesus, they could not recognize Jesus. It doesn't matter how long we've been with Jesus. Each moment with Jesus, each encounter with Jesus can be so unique and so special. And unless we are keen, unless our, 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 our senses are, are on track, we can miss what God wants to do in and through our lives. We can miss the still, small voice of the Spirit. We can miss the presence of the Almighty God in our lives if we are careless and casual in our approach 
to the things of God. In our approach to the things of God, in our approach to the spiritual matters, in our approach to devotion, in our approach to our commitment, we cannot become casual and careless. After all, we are serving the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. After all, we are serving our Savior and our Redeemer. After all, we are serving the Almighty One. Therefore, we ought to be diligent. We ought to be careful. We ought to be attentive. We ought to be. Our spiritual perception has to be sharp each time, every time. Praise the Lord. It's interesting that he had to do another miracle for them or he had to provide fish to them again for them to recognize him. It's sad, right? That they had to get another hole of fish for them to recognize it was Jesus. Praise God. How do we identify the presence or the move or the method that God is dealing with us? Would it only take a supernatural, miraculous experience for us Come to grips or simply the voice of Jesus is enough to yank you out of your lethargic state. Jesus said, my sheep hears my voice. Praise God. If sheep, we should hear his voice. If we are his sheep, we should recognize his voice. You and I ought to cultivate a habit and a discipline of hearing God's voice and understanding the ways and the methods that God deals with us. What would it take for us to identify Jesus? What would it take for us to identify God's ways, God's methods, God's plans, God's purpose concerning our lives? Praise the Lord. As far as the disciples were concerned, the whole of fish, praise the Lord. They realize that the master is on the, the beach. Praise the Lord. You know, one word from the Lord can change everything. One word. One word. Praise the Lord. Therefore, that one word is very important. The difference is from E to F. When you are driving, you look at your gauge. There is the empty fuel and there is the full. From E to F. Praise the Lord. In a minute, they went from empty to full. Praise the Lord. And what is the deciding point? How is it that the needle went from empty to full? And it was not just simply full. The Bible says it was so much. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But there is a miracle there also. What is the deciding factor? Is simply obeying what Jesus says. Praise the Lord. So this morning as you're sitting in the presence of God, you feel that you're empty. If you feel you are empty, within a second God can 
What is it that you and I ought to do? We have to obey the command of Jesus. Praise the Lord. If you're feeling empty in your spirit, if you're feeling empty in your life, if you feel you're lonely in life, praise the Lord. Look at the scripture. The command that applies to your life. Apply that command to your life and you will see that God can fill you within a moment. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, God can fill us within a moment. Praise the Lord. One minute can change everything. I want you to draw your attention to this passage here one more time. You see two things happening here. One is the miracle on the sea. The other one is a meal on the beach. Look at this carefully. What is the miracle on the sea? What is the miracle? All of a sudden, they are full. The other one is a meal on the beach. Now, if you look at both of this together, how would you prioritize this? What do you think is more important? Do you think the miracle on the sea is more important or the meal on the beach is more important? If you are part of this episode that's taking place, if you are part of this event that is transpiring there and you were on that boat, would you think the miracle on the sea is a bigger thing? Or would you think the meal on the beach is a bigger thing? Praise the Lord. What do you think? Praise the Lord. Each has its own place. But I want to tell you, the meal on the beach is much more important. Why? The meal on the beach is a picture of having communion with the Lord. The meal on the beach is a picture of having intimate moments with the Lord. The meal on the beach is having a conversation with him. The meal on the beach is when you allow Jesus to speak into your lives. The meal on the beach is a time when you allow Jesus to mend your life. The meal on the beach is a time when he's lifting up your sagging spirit. The meal on the beach is a time when Jesus redirecting your focus. The meal on the beach is a time when Jesus is putting you back on track. The meal on the beach is a time when he's pulling you out from being a mere fisherman to putting you on track to be fishers of men. Solemn moments with God. Praise God. How often we go out after the big Things, the excitement, the euphoria, the exuberance, the big celebration, the big catch. It's good. I like it. But you know what? The miracle on the sea should always lead us to the meal on the beach. If the miracle on the sea is going to take me away from the beach, is going to take me to the marketplace instead of the meal on the beach with Jesus, then we have lost what God wants to do in our lives. Quite often, we get carried away with the miracle on the beach, on the sea, 
and we just want to go our own way because now we have tasted success. Whether it's success in ministry or success in vocation, success in business, success in any realms of your life should drive you back to the meal on the beach. That is intimate moments with Jesus. Even in ministry, I have seen people who are sidetracked because they get caught up with the miracle on the sea. Praise the Lord. Every miracle that Jesus does for us, every encounters that we have with us, with him, should bring us into the center of God's will for our life. Because that's where we can flourish. That's where we can bloom. That's where we can blossom. That's where ultimately what God wants to do in our life and through our life rises up to its optimum. Praise the Lord. The intimate moments with Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, hallelujah. Greatest moments is lingering in the presence of God. Let not programs drive us away from the person. Quite often, programs can drive us away from the person. Person who? The person, the Lord Jesus. Every program should drive us into the presence of Jesus, not away from the presence of Jesus. Quite often, the programs allows us to bask in glory. Praise the Lord. Bask glory is not what we are going after, but we want to spend time in His presence. Praise the Lord. When you and I are in His presence, our life is redirected into the destiny and the destination that God has in our lives. This morning, can we make a commitment to the Lord Jesus? Lord, regardless of where I am, I will try to cherish the presence of God. Whether it's my, in my study room, whether it's in my prayer closet, whether it's in the sanctuary, whether I'm doing something for the Lord, I will cherish the presence of God. Praise the Lord. When I'm singing, I will connect with him because I realize I am singing for his glory. When I'm speaking, I realize I'm speaking on his behalf. Praise the Lord. I am connected to him. Our mindset is very important. Praise the Lord. Don't allow the enemy to remind you of your past and take you backwards because what God has for us is much more glorious and it is going forward in life. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Peter that day was reinstated and put back on track. Praise the Lord. Isn't it beautiful to know that Jesus showed himself up again for him and the disciples. Have you ever prayed, Lord, show yourself up, praise the Lord. Do you have an expectation of meeting Jesus in your study room? Do you have an expectation as you look into the scripture for Jesus to speak into your lives? Or do you 
simply go through it as a religious practice. Praise the Lord. Discipline in life is important, but don't let the rigid disciplines of life steal the great expectation of experiencing Jesus in a fresh and a new way that you have never experienced before. Praise the Lord. Hearing the still voice of Jesus. Allowing Jesus to come into our lives. It's not only when we are going backsliding that Jesus shows up for us. Jesus showed up for the disciples who were afraid and sitting in a room. Jesus showed up for the disciples who were doubtful. Praise God. Jesus showed up when the disciples were desperate. Jesus showed up for Paul, praise the Lord, on the road of Damascus to redirect his life. Jesus showed up for John the Apostle when he was isolated and lonely in the Isle of Patmos. Jesus can show up for you today, wherever you are. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's so wonderful to know this Savior. That he would not just simply forsake us because we made a wrong turn in our lives. Because we made a wrong detour in our lives. Because we took a step backwards in our life. Praise God. He comes patiently calling us out children. Praise God. Where are you, my friend, this morning? In your commitment to the Lordship of Jesus. In your devotion to the Lordship of Jesus. In your dedication to the call that God has placed upon your life, are you going backwards or are you on track, on time? Praise the Lord. Can we pray this morning, Lord, I want to be on track. I want to be on time. Praise the Lord. I want to move on your time. I want to move on your timetable. I want to travel on your timetable. I want to be keen and discerning about the window of opportunity that you give me in ministry. Whether it is reaching out to a person. Whether it is reaching out to a family. Whether it is reaching out to a friend. Whether it is reaching out and making a visit to someone who is sick. Lord, I want to use the window of opportunity. The window that you opened for me, I want to travel in that time, in that direction. Quite often we take ministry carelessly. We have our own schedule, we do our schedule. We know what to do next, what to do next, what to do next. Praise the Lord. It's good to be disciplined and having a schedule in life. But we cannot be very rigid. We have to be flexible to the Spirit of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Lingering in his presence and asking him for direction. Praise the Lord. Peter was once sitting at Simon the Tanner's house up on the roof. Waiting for the food to be served, but he was doing his devotion. And the Lord spoke to him through a vision. Ministry has to become flexible to the point, allowing the Holy Spirit to work in our lives. And to everyone who is in ministry, I want to tell you, disciplines and schedules are good, 
but would you allow the Lord to speak into your life? Would you allow the Lord to direct your life? Praise the Lord. For that, it takes an obedient spirit and a flexible mindset. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. For that, at times, to be, it will take us to put our schedules to the side and say, Lord, you're opening a window for me, a window of opportunity to minister, minister to my neighbor, minister to my friend, minister to my coworker. That is not possible when we go backwards, but it is only possible when we have meal at the beach again and again. Praise the Lord. Not to reinstate us, but to redirect us. Praise the Lord. Not to yank us out of our lethargic state again, but being in a place. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The man who experienced the meal at the beach was waiting for the meal at the rooftop at Simon the Tanner's house. Heaven showed him a vision saying, Rise up, kill, and eat. Praise God. After hesitation, he realized what God was trying to do. Praise the Lord. Becoming flexible in ministry. Not according to the whims of men, but according to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Jesus shows up again and again. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's not always to reinstate us. It could be to give us a new revelation like John the Apostle had. Praise the Lord. At the beach, praise the Lord. He had a time moment with the Lord. But at the Isle of Patmos, he had a new outlook, a new revelation. Praise God. Hallelujah. Folks, shall we yield ourselves to him? Because God wants to show himself up again for us. When he does show up, we want to be sensitive. And we understand that he is trying to convey something to us. Thank you, Father. Lord, we yield our lives to you once again. We pray that we will cherish the moments with the Lord. That we will identify and recognize the voice of the Master each time when we speak, when you speak into our lives, that we do not miss the voice of the Spirit. Thank you, Father. We yield ourselves once again to you. We pray that none of us will be childish in our commitments in our devotion and dedication to the Lordship of Jesus and the calling that God has placed upon our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, and everybody said, Amen. Amen.